Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Captain's Picks are in. And that calls for a special bonus episode of the Four Press Podcast, presented by GolfWeek.com. I'm your host, David Dusek, and to help me break down the picks made by Ernie Els and Tiger Woods, I reached out to Adam Shupak, and he and I broke down the picks and the teams. We talked about what we think might happen at Royal Melbourne next month. Get stronger, hit longer, and end pain with Golf Forever, created by Justin Leonard, and co-author of the Younger Next Year Backbook, Dr. Jeremy James, Golf Forever is the Take Anywhere online golf fitness program that helps you build a body prime for golf. It's simple, safe, and it works. At home, in the gym, on the golf course, Golf Forever's easy-to-follow exercises, warm-up routines, and course management videos will help you play your best pain-free. Sign up today at GolfForever.com and use promo code GOLFWEEK for a free 14-day trial. Hello and happy Friday and welcome to a special edition of the Four Press Podcast presented by GolfWeek.com. I'm your host, David Dusick, and on the line out in Trinity, Texas, uh, I have Adam Shupak. Adam is a writer with Golf Week Magazine and GolfWeek.com, and he is pretty well-versed in all things PGA Tour. The President's Cup's picks, the Captain's picks, I should say, have been made, and uh, I thought Adam would be the perfect person to chat with about that, give us some snap reactions and judgment. Adam, how you doing? great excellent well uh have you enjoyed the barbecue before we get into this have you have you have you partaken in since it's texas that means brisket yeah no barbecue yet uh only only a chance for one meal so far uh at night and it uh had a little pork tenderloin but uh not a restaurant options in in trinity texas uh Mm. dairy queen and a mcdonald's and i think i think that might also be where the best wi-fi is the gastronomic wasteland that uh evidently you have fallen into but you you must seek that out my brother you must find it because (laughs) pork as you know is carolina barbecue you're in texas i couldn't even imagine it but all right let's dive right into it real quick um the president's cups captain's picks have been made ernie ells came out early this week uh, Sung J M from South Korea gets the nod. Joaquin Neiman from Chile. Adam Hadwin, the Canadian, and Jason Day, the Australian, they get those captains' picks. They're going to be joining a team that's already comprised of automatic qualifiers: Mark Leishman, Hideki Matsuyama, Abraham Answer, Adam Scott, Louis Ustazen, Hao Tung Lee, C T Pan, and Cameron Smith. What were your impressions? Any surprises at all for you uh, with the picks that Ernie Els made? Uh, a little bit, you know. I, I really like, uh, I think Sung J.M. was the slam dunk. He's played so well, model of consistency, just a ton of top 10s and 20, top 25s, you know, the rookie of the year. He, you know, Ernie said the guy just went out and, and earned earned a spot, and, and, and Joaquin Neiman is going to be a fixture on this team for a long time. One at the Greenbrier, I think, solidified his position on the team. So those bring you two really young players, 20, 21 years old, getting their first chance. 
And so he needed some experience. Uh, Adam Hadwin's going to make his second uh, appearance, and and for um, Jason Day, it's going to be his fifth fifth consecutive Presidents Cup. And you know, I, I think you had to have the Aussie there. I mean, it's kind of also uh, you're, you're playing in Australia, grew up in in uh, in in the country, and and uh, as played played a bunch. They played on the 2011 team at Royal Melbourne. So uh, I, the one thing I thought he might do is go with a countryman. Uh, I was a little surprised he didn't. Um, it would have been a, a, ball, a bit of a risky, ballsy pick to go with Brandon Grace, but someone yeah. who went 5-0 and at a President's Cup in 2015 in Korea, teamed so well with Louis Oosthuizen, and, uh, but he just hadn't played well. And, and I yep. think, uh, again, you know, you, 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 I don't know how much, uh, you know, we, we probably, you know, check your, you're a big stats guy. I mean, how, how much does, does good form really matter? I, you know, you're playing match play instead of stroke play. So I think it's just such a different animal. I think I would have maybe gone with, with Brandon Grace and, and, and just because of the, the chemistry that he seems to have with Louis. Yeah. I, that, that was the one guy when I was taking a look at the picks. I mean, for example, you bring up Jason Day. Now he was number nine in the automatic qualifier list. So, being Australian, being you know the first man out, that was an obvious pick to me. And Sung GM, I agree 100%. The guy played 35 PGA Tour events last season. That's a ton of golf. But yet he was just uh, he just made cut after cut after cut, and I, I was not the least bit surprised with that. Um, Adam Hadwin, you know, okay, I guess you, that's I, I understand that one. Joaquin Neiman to me was a no brainer. Um, total stud, absolutely a total stud. I don't care that he finished 28th. Uh, on the FedEx Cup, or excuse me, on the President's Cup point list. Um, but yeah, the name that looked out to me when I was looking at the guys between Joaquin Neiman and the automatic qualifiers that seemed a little bit friskier with somebody, you know, I, I suppose it really came down in my mind to Brendan Grace. And, and that was the one. You're taking a chance and looking at, is he going to be able to rebound into form and get you the kind of golf that that I sort of expect from Brandon Grace. He's to me, he's a big game hunter in the way that when he seems to pop up, is at big events. You know, he was one of the players coming down the stretch to, until he hit an unfortunate tee shot um, at the 2015 U.S. Open that was eventually won um, by Jordan Spieth. Um, there were a couple other instances where he is he's proven that he can play some good golf on a big stage. He he's been a lot of majors, lots of experience, and I think with with the team that they've got, you know, uh, there's a there's a mixture. There's plenty of experience already, I think, on the international team with Leishman and Matsuyama. Obviously, Adam Scott has played a ton of these things as well. There is some youth. Um, I don't know that, that there are stats that I really buy into to answer your question about do you have to be hot coming into an event like this because the play has been so, so sporadic since the end of the 2018-19 PGA Tour season. I don't know how much value I put on how guys have done in September, October, and what will be November before everybody heads yeah, the down there. That I think sticks out, though, that Ernie might have that Ernie might have really keyed in on is putting, because mm-hmm. Adam Hadwin, a much better putter uh, than than Corey Connors, a fellow Canadian who I, I thought really had a, a legit shot at getting. I did. I did too. Really good golf. Yep. But and, it, and so uh, I think I think putting was was a bit of a uh, kind of separated. Also, Ben on not not the best putter. He also uh, was was well ahead of uh, Adam Hadwin in the standings. Mm-hmm. Adam Hadwin was 18th, so he he picked he went over a bunch of players to take Clearly. Adam Hadwin. So he he Adam Hadwin's got a very nice all around game, but 
a really good putter when he's on. And I think that, you know, that that's important in, in, in uh, match play. Yeah, I mean, match play, again, like you said, serve a different animal. And the value of putting, to me, increases in match play over, you know, 72-hole stroke play. Um, one of the things that Hadwin said after, you know, the, the picks were announced is that of the players who were given captain's picks, they don't have experience losing at all yet, he said. So they're going to be fresh and they're going to be ready to go. Basically saying that no experience is better than a lot of bad experience. Do you buy that? I think there's something to that. I think some of the international players have been beaten down, especially Adam Scott in particular. I mean, he's, he's been on the losing end of, of all these, all these matches. Uh, I mean, U S is 10, one and one in the last 12 of this, <laughs> of these things. It's, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, early season college basketball right now, uh, <laughs> or some of these mismatches that you get. And, uh, you know, I, I, think there is something to coming in with these guys are going to be enthusiastic and excited to be there as, as the first timers. And, um, you know, these guys have all already played in big, big golf events, um, in their career. So they're, they're not, I don't think they're going to be scared. And, uh, you know, that might be a little hard getting that ball to balance on the first tee, but, um, I, I think, uh, they're both pretty tough players already. And, uh, you know, Jason Day, uh, he's the veteran, but he's got to step up. He's, he really does. Uh, five, eleven, and 4 in his career in the President's Cup, and he hasn't played well at all um, in, a, in a while. I don't, he doesn't have a top 10 since the Masters, and uh, really since the beginning of July has been a, a non-factor. And So he's going to play next week in Mayakoba, make his 2019-2020 debut, mm-hmm. and it'll be interesting to see uh, – if this gives him a little pep in his step. Well, what it comes down to, I think, obviously, is Els has to have his studs play well. If if he doesn't, it sounds like such a blatantly obvious thing, but we're going to talk about the American team that Tiger Woods has in just a second. If if Els doesn't get a really good grade-A performance, I think, out of Adam Scott, Hideki Matsuyama, I think he also really needs Mark Leishman, and I think he really needs Jason Day. If those four horsemen don't come through for him and deliver points and play at a very high level. It's going to be, I think, really hard for this team to compete with the Americans. Um, let me just read you off the world rankings, for example, of the teams, or, or the players, I should say, that are on the President's Cup team for the international side. Um, if you go right down the list from the qualifiers, 27, 20, 35, 17. Adam Scott, 17 in the official World Golf Rank, is the highest-ranked player on the international squad, 17. Um, Hideki Matsuyama is 20. Louis Oosthuizen, 23. Hao Tung Lee at 61. C.T. Pan, 62. Cameron Smith, 49. And then he added, um, you know, Sung uh, Sung J.M. at 34. Joaquin Neiman at 54. Adam Hadwin, 44. And Jason Day at 29. We then transition over to the American squad. And Tiger Woods selected Tony Finau, world rank number 14. Patrick Reed, world rank number 15. Gary Woodland, the defending U.S. Open champion, won a Pebble Beach this year. Number 16 in the world. And he added himself, which is to the surprise really of no one. Tiger Woods is currently ranked number seven in the world. Those players are joining. This is just a murderer's row uh, at this point uh, of terms. The automatic qualifiers. Brooks Kepkin, we'll get to him in a second if he's going to play or not. Obviously, world number one. Dustin Johnson, number three. Justin Thomas, number four. Xander Shoffley, nine. Bryson DeChambeau, ten. Patrick Cantley, six. Webb Simpson, 11. And Matt Kuchar, the highest ranked player. Excuse me, I should say. The lowest ranked player. Uh, on the American side at number 22. 
What, if any, surprises did you see out of the picks of uh, Finau, Reed, Woodland, and Tiger picking himself? I didn't really see any, to be honest with you. I thought he he went with the right picks. Uh, I, I you know, it was a, a he had to take himself. And uh, Gary Woodland showed good form. He's the U.S. Open champ. Uh, Finau's just been consistent. I love the way he played at uh, the, the Ryder Cup last year. So I think he's proven that he can play in that. And and Patrick Reed, I mean, the guy is a great match play player. No matter what you feel about how he reacted to. Uh, defeat last year at the mm-hmm. Ryder Cup uh, and, and throwing some of his uh, teammates under the bus and captain. Uh, you know, he, he's still got that Captain America aura and uh, he's playing good golf again. I, I think he's, I think he's one of the, I, 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 there's no way I wouldn't have taken him in because, you know, he was 12th in the standings and he's playing well. And, and I think he's going to be just fine as long as, you know, he, Maybe we'll find a new uh, a new a new Ryder Cup partner for him. I think he's he's the right guy to have on the team. It'll be really interesting to see who they pair with him. I think a lot of guys will step up and and volunteer themselves because they're looking for um, the team concept to really take root with this group. I mean, this is a core group along with really about three or four other guys who may be around. This is most likely going to be the U.S. Ryder Cup team that we're going to see at Whistling Straits. You got to assume that Brooks, DJ, Justin Thomas, Shoffley, DeChambeau probably Cantley. I think Tiger expects to be in the mix with that. Finau. This is the core group that is going to be around. We may supplement to that um, Jordan Spieth. Uh, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if he has a bounce back season and is in contention for getting one of those spots. The other player that we haven't named yet who got passed over for a spot, and I want to get your reaction, is Ricky Fowler. Um, Any surprise, any thought that you had going into this that Fowler might get a pick? I, I thought it was it was very borderline. I, yeah, yeah, Tiger talked about him being the kind of that first guy that he first guy that he had to call, the toughest call because he was the closest to making the team. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I you know he he's he really hadn't played a lot lately. He, he most of his success this season was early in the year. Yep, I feel like he's he's had plenty of of uh, international experience and maybe it's a good opportunity to give somebody new a chance. I, I even would have liked to seen, you know, if you want to go with the hot hand, Kevin Na with a couple wins in the mm-hmm. in the last couple, you know, few months is, is playing some pretty good golf, a good putter. Um, you know, I still think that there's a good chance and, and a, that one of those names or both could be playing on in, in the president's cup because Brooks Kepka's knee is, is he's, that he's rehabbing from an injury we don't know how Dustin Johnson really is responding yet with his uh, the surgery that he had had, and so I think both those guys are are you know could could end up being uh, on the bench and 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 having to to go to a, a sub, and uh, I think we'd be in good shape with either of those guys. To me, the real thing is is, is Royal Melbourne. It's a fantastic golf course, mm-hmm. and it is going to be that that is the biggest ally I think for. Uh, for the international team because the Australians know it well. Abraham Answers played well over uh, on Link style golf in the Sand Belt. Won the World Cup there. Uh, what, sorry, won the won the Australian Open there last year. And uh, there's some players that know that style of golf better. The Americans are going to come in a little uh, with some jet lag after playing. Most of them playing a Tigers event and and 
that's the one place where the uh, international team has a victory. So I, I think that course can play so different every day. That's what I remember from 2011. We kind of got the four seasons in four days, and and uh, that I think that that's going to be the biggest factor of all that. And match play makes the whole fact that the world world ranking differential. I don't think it's as big a deal as as maybe uh, you or others think it is. Yeah, I just I I don't think that the the actual number. I just look at the depth of the quality if you're Tiger Woods that he can go down there with now obviously coming in match play it's it's combinations it's guys playing well at the right time it's guys games meshing with their partners and there's a lot to that and I'm sure that the pod system will be implemented and guys will sort of be clustered together and will work together and there will be combinations and different things that are kind of worked out Um, I just look at how much faith would I have if I were the captain, if I'm Tiger Woods and I'm, if I'm looking at my eighth, ninth, 10th, 11th man and Tiger Woods is looking at guys who've won majors or guys who have, you know, been in the heat of battle, um, and are big time players in my mind. And he, he can, he can rely on that. He, you know, he, if, if you're looking at a captain's pick is a guy who won a U.S. open this year. Another one is a guy who's won a master's. Tony Finau has been in the last group multiple times at major championships and then Tiger picking himself, um, then you've, you've got a really nice problem on your hands because that means your, your team is absolutely loaded. Um, but Ricky Fowler, to me, you know, he was the number 11 on a qualifying list, which means he was right there, but I agree. Most of his best results came early. That win at the Waste Management Phoenix Open was a huge thing to him. Uh, I had a chance to talk to Ricky actually this week, and that was number one by a lot in terms of things that he ticked off this season that he felt were really meaningful and big. He will also admit that he was, I think, sometimes frustrated that he didn't have the consistencies. He wanted a multiple win season. He told me his goal for 2020 is multiple wins with one of them being a major. Um, but he hasn't done that yet. And he took quite a bit of time off to get married. Uh, he and his new bride went on the honeymoon and they went down to South Africa, uh, did the safari thing over there. Uh, he's in a great place mentally. I think he's eager to play, but that doesn't mean that right now today he's playing well or that he will be playing really well if he flies to Australia. Um, what do you think, Shoop, though? I, I think it's 100% legitimate. He needed to pick himself, Tiger Woods now being a, a player captain. What are going to be the challenges, do you think, for him and how difficult will it be for him to be both a player and a captain at the President's Cup? Well, I think, you know, the captain job overall, I think, is a little, you know, it isn't a, it's a little overrated. You, you're going to, you get all the credit if you win, you, you get all the, all the, everything against you if, if you lose. But, um, you know, every, these guys got to go out and play and they know mm-hmm. what to do. I think that the one thing is in the President's Cup, you do have to, um, you do have, I, I really love this where they have both captains kind of go pick by pick. So there's that whole process where he's going to have to. It's great. Kind of putting out the lineup, and then I, I, I would imagine he's got to put himself out towards the towards the back end to just have the time to then get out there. I think that's got to be one small little factor to consider. But I don't. I don't think you know he's got veterans who know what to do as as his, as his vice captains that, that can help out and and uh, you know. Couples and how Davis, much, couples and Davis Love, captain, yeah, what, what, and, and 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 Stricker are going to be able to. I mean, if you're going to need guys to lean on, those those are three guys that you can lean I think on. It's Zach Johnson, yeah. I don't, I don't think Davis is doing this one. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry, Zach. I think it's uh, Zach Johnson. Yeah, yeah. I, I had wondered. Do you think he brings on an extra captain though? And that, and that was what sort of made made DL three sort of pop into my mind. If he's going to play, do you think he brings on somebody else in addition? Uh, 
it came up on the call. He, he, it's still a possibility. Um, yes. When he was, when he was going, uh, when, when during the media conference call, mm-hmm. uh, when he made the announcements of the, of the four picks, I, I think there's a possibility that, uh, I think Phil Mickelson would be a great one. I, I don't understand. You know, it's been a <laughs> do you long think that happens? Conceded. I, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he's been such a big part of these teams. I think, I think they could use, he would be a big asset just to have him around. He loves it. It's just, I think it comes down to does, it, does he want to fly all the way to uh, Australia, uh, you know, to, to, to do something like that. But I think it's, it's, you know, he's the next guy in the pipeline to, uh, to be a future captain. I mean, you got Stricker, who, who's going to do the Ryder Cup. And I, mm-hmm. I love that, that how, they, how they have that transition now where that guy in that role is, is helping out with the President's Cup so that they're, they're getting that, that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think Zach Johnson is a is probably a future oh, without a doubt or president of captain as well. So, without a doubt, um, it makes sense for Phil to be involved if, if uh, and he really wants to make the Ryder Cup team. I mean, that's his goal for 2020. So this would be uh, an opportunity. I think it would make it be a lot of fun for he and he and Tiger to be captain, vice captain role if, if they're such buddy buddy now. <laughs> well, I think that yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, and I think that their relationship is probably a lot better than it than it used to be. And I think it was probably better than we thought it was for a long time. Um, but they're two big personalities, and I think that I mean, you and I have both heard, and it's not necessarily the uh, a rumor that that everybody else hasn't heard as well that. Phil Mickelson for Beth Page, 2024 Ryder Cup. But at some point or another, Phil Mickelson is going to turn um, 50 years old in June. Uh, this coming U.S. Open, when we return to Wingfoot, I believe the dates work out where once again he will celebrate his birthday during U.S. Open week. And um, yeah, it's time. You know, it's time for him to definitely continue to try and make these teams. But if he doesn't qualify and now if he's not going to be a captain's picks which I, I think it was realistic it was he wasn't going to get a captain's pick he did, his play does not warrant him being considered for a captain's pick then to, to be able to tap into that experience that he has um you know having played on every team basically since the early 90s until now is is hugely valuable and however he can pass that along the guys in the team room are still going to love him he's still going to bring a lot to the table it's just a different way that he does it um but i want to finish with this shoot Tell me why I should think this is anything other than a route. I mean, the, we, basically, the past history is indicative and it, it may help us predict the future. The U.S. has owned this event. I, I think the team is absolutely loaded. They've got youth. They've got experience. They've got guys who can really bomb it off the tee with DJ and uh, Kepka. Let's assume that Kepka is healthy, but if he, even if he's not, uh, Justin Thomas, Tony Finau, they all really move it. You got guys who are really good putters on the team. Uh, Shoffley can putt. Patrick Cantley is a sneaky good putter. Justin Thomas, again, good, sneaky, good putter. Th- there doesn't seem to be a weakness. Talk, talk me into the fact or give me a reason why I should think that this is not a route. I, I think uh, I mentioned already Royal Melbourne is, is uh, a, a very challenging golf course and can be, if the wind blows and if it gets, you know, it could be very tricky. And, and uh, I, I think also, I think the golf course, just like La Golf National, I don't know what, Ernie Els is going to do. He's been very close to the vest about how he's going to set up the course. I've asked him and his people, and they're not talking yet. Uh, but I, I think if I'm Ernie Els, I'm going to the Thomas Bjorn uh, playbook, and and I'm going to make the golf course very. It, it's not long to begin. 
with. So I would make it tight. I would make it, I would make it uh, where these guys aren't going to be able, the Americans aren't going to be able, the bombers aren't going to be able to hit drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they do, they're going to get in a lot of trouble. And, you know, the bunkers are, are, you know, such an amazing feature at, at Royal Melbourne. The greens are going to be extremely fast. And I think I would make that golf course where it was not a uh, U.S. style friendly bomber type course. I think that would give be a, is going to, could be a big advantage to the international team. And then I think also, I mean, it's just, it's just uh, psychology of when you've lost that many times, I mean, you, it's the old Vitas Garolitis Garilita, so rule, I, I like, think, you know, where like nobody beats Vitas Garolitis 19 times in a row. You know, like at some <laughs> point or another, pride has to kick in, and it's not as if the Euro, the the international team is devoid of talent. There's some big time players out there. Louis Oosthuizen is also another one of those guys where like I won't hear his name or see his name on a leaderboard, and then all of a sudden it's a tournament that actually matters, and there he is. You know, and Abraham Answers is a rising star. That guy can really, really play. And he's played on the weekend deep and late. Cameron Smith is one of those sneaky guys. I mean, you mentioned me and my stats. He's an absolute stud in the making. And for the last two years, I've been watching him get better and better over the course of seasons, having huge Im- improvements in his game. And I also think Hao Tung Lee is another guy that give him more experience and more time and more exposure to the PGA Tour and playing in the United States, being from China. I think... He is someone who can who can really be there. I'm not sure I buy in right now, um, but but they I think they have a puncher's chance, and I think pride is something that's a really powerful motivator. My only thing that with what you said though, Shoop, that 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 would concern me in the least is that I would think that Royal Melbourne should be one of the stars of this event, and I hope that the course isn't changed to the point where it's something different than what it is. Now, if Ernie and the international team want to set it up in such a way that it's beneficial to them and maybe hurts the Americans. I 100% get that. I'm all for it. But I'm so excited to see one of the truly great golf courses in the world. And I don't want to see it with six-inch rough and pinched fairways. Um, The fast greens, I think, are an equalizer because I think, candidly, the American team putts better on fast greens than they do on slow greens. But I want to see Royal Melbourne the way it's quote unquote supposed to be set up as a proper links. I really hope that they don't trick it out or do something that takes the the character and what that course is away from it. Yeah, that yeah, good points. I think I think Ernie though needs to do what he what he needs to do to, to give his team an advantage and uh, and then these guys got to make putts. I mean, what, it usually comes down to putting. And if they're going to start with four ball. If the I think it's important for the internationals to get off to a good start. They don't have to be agreed. You know, winning if even even just you know, even after the first session, I think would be like a, a victory just to not you know they they got buried the last time at Liberty National and it was such a rout. They've got to they got to at least keep this close and then maybe get the crowd, um, the fanatics and 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 the Aussies uh, support. I think can you know. And get some momentum, and 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 maybe somebody could be this year's uh, Hideki, um, sorry, uh, Shigeki Mariyama, who went five and zero, and and really led the uh, led the charge when the internationals won back in two thousand one. Somebody steps up, and and uh, maybe it's, like you said, Cameron Smith. I'm a big fan of his game too. Somebody that we were, that we're not talking a lot about goes five and zero, and 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 that's a game changer. 
I don't know how often Adam Scott is in Australia, but if he's able to lead the charge and be that guy after being the first Australian to win the Masters, he will never buy a beer again on that continent. <laughs> he will absolutely not be able to pay for anything. So, Shoop, I appreciate you giving me a little bit of time out there in Texas for the quick react. Be well, buddy, and thanks a lot. All right. Good talking to you. Anytime. Thank you.